The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast, guys. I'm Rick Ingram. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. We got Mr. Brian Sclaro here. Hello. (laughs) Damn it, he's got comedy voice. Super energetic. (laughs) uh, I just had my first sip and my first couple of hits. There you go. It hasn't gone from good mood to horrible experience yet. Uh, We'll we'll get you there. (laughs) Yeah, we we usually do. I believe you guys can. (laughs) Did they they get your power back on? I watched a video online. You watched the video. It was was out for like eight hours. You had a power outage? There was a power outage in my whole building. And I literally realized if there was the apocalypse, I would just be killed instantly. Yeah. I had no TV, no oh. mi- no microwave, yeah, no fridge, no laptop, no charger for my phone, and I didn't no lights. I didn't know what to do with myself. That's hysterical. Most people would start writing jokes. Most comics would go on the terrace no. and write jokes now. No, they would. Most comics, I think, would just they'd probably panic. go to Ralph's yeah. or something and just. Hang I out. think they would panic. I, yeah, I think that we would all do the same thing. I don't know because I was working in Vegas yesterday, Correct. and they the Tropicana had a power outage, but it was like ten in the morning. Thank wow. God. Wow. And it freaked me out because you know the I just woke up casino. Yeah. Oh my god. And I I, I just it's woke like up and I was going right to the bathroom. You know how you're like groggy, whatever. And as soon as I sat down, the lights went out, and I was like, "Did I do that?" That's funny. Like, and, and I just started freaking out. And I immediately took my phone and put the flashlight on, and I'm right. like, "It's fucking 10 a.m. Open the window, dick." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I was I looked at my battery, and I was like, "I have no battery," and I was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. then I, I was like, "What do I do?" I did yeah. the same thing. I, 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 I called my mother. Yeah. Like. She could help. What do I do, Mom? She's in South Philly. She's 78 years old. She's like, I don't know what the hell I didn't know. I really didn't know what to do. I made one Instagram video and just sat. It was great. So you used your you, battery. To do an Instagram video. Did you ever figure out who threw that crunch bar wrapper in the pool? Oh, yeah, Ridiculous. <laughs> well, oh, it's like a CSI? Yeah. I didn't know it's like a CSI. He, he's on the roof and he goes through it's the things so he has. Stupid. He's like, I got my cigarettes. I got a uh, crunch bar. <laughs> I got uh, some weed, and uh, and then it cuts to like it appears through the edit that it's a little bit later. Then he's like, "I can go swimming in the pool," but someone has thrown a crunch bar wrapper in the pool. It's just <laughs> such a quick fucking punchline to the setup earlier. I was like, "God damn it, that's uh, good." Thanks, man. Thanks. That's I like yeah. you, oh, great. I like giving away comedy for free. <laughs> that's my whole thing. Dude, that's like what social media is up. all about. It really is. It's like thanks for making us work more to you, make less money. That's right. You yeah. know how to utilize that uh, free for, comedy, and that's impressive. Thank you. I am trying to learn. Uh, no, I'm bad at it. Very bad at it. Really? Because I, I feel like you post a lot. You're yeah, good. Yeah, but, it's, but I'm not, I, I post a lot, but I. I um, but obviously, you know, it's not doing it, anything. If it intrigued Rick, yeah. to figure out. I thought Rick's Rick stuff is the best. <laughs> he liked one tweet of mine that when he liked it, I was like, I felt I was like, wow, I got oh. Rick. Like, I admire Rick because he's the one guy I don't like. I don't like following Leslie Jones. Okay. And I only yeah. found Rick Ingram. I love this. Don't That's like, amazing. We're very takes, similar. It takes me five minutes to, for the crowd f- to forget them. And you just <laughs> had to follow Leslie a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I believe I watched yeah. that. And that, and one, you, that went fine because I made yeah, a joke you about killed. it. You killed. Yeah. Thanks, man. I was like, but, uh, wow. It, the tweet, well, you know, at the end of the Papa John's commercials, he just kind of, they just leave the camera on for a while and he just stares. Look at, like, the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah. nobody stares creepily like Papa John stares creepily. And Rick Ingram liked it. And then I was like, man, that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for the big time. Dude, he really notices little nuances I, I like I that. happen to think that Papa John's is probably the creepiest human being that ever I lived. Agree. I agree. I mean, like, he just has that, that 
just I I rape dead hookers stare. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and he sells pizza, and that seems weird to me. I don't, I don't eat I, their pizza either. I dislike Peyton Manning based solely on his friendship with Papa John. They do seem like they hang out a lot. Yeah, and I know Peyton. I was telling down. telling someone this, and my friend was like, "Well, Peyton Manning is part owner of Papa John's." So like, oh, he oh, is? It makes him creepier. Are you serious? Yeah, Ugh. I guess he owns like hundreds of Papa Johns, or he and bought I used a to percentage. Love of, him. What the yeah. F- well, it's I'm not kidding. that bad. It's not like Papa John's. <laughs> not like they're murdering. He feels people. like he looks like a rapist. Yeah, and acts like a rapist. Right, and that's yeah. not cheese. That's semen. It could, I don't. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, it could be. Things. Maybe he like, he finger banged Peyton Manning, and <laughs> Peyton has know. like a Ugh. victim. Yeah, you suppression that thing. I don't know. Neck anyway, you just you know want to climb. He does. That know, is that a, is that a sexy neck? I know he's I'm a kidding. big neck. That's a frightening. No, neck. I'm just asking. Okay, no. okay. I think it's been medically repaired. Manning. Yeah, he's got a giant definitely. football they, stitches scar on the he's back. He's like of a build a back, build a bear. Didn't they rebuild his what neck? Lo- and everybody lo- was. Just, I think we can all agree. What a loser. Yeah, Peyton I, Manning I, is. I, I, I feel like more people watch just to wa- see if his neck would break when he came back after yeah, that. Hey, and it's like NASCAR. You just want to see the wreck. Yeah. Exactly. Can't blame Let's can't blame anyone for that. <laughs> also, I'm a Chiefs fan, so fuck the Broncos. Whoa, whoa, that came out. All right. I don't really care that much. I just like Manning. I'm, I, I'm a birds person and a uh, I'm Rams a birds girl. person. I just know who he is from commercials. Yeah. You don't know? You don't watch yeah. football? No, really? I don't watch anything. Do I don't mean? watch any sports. I don't know. It just never happened. That's amazing. Where are you from? New York. I'm New terrified York. of you. I watched Mets. I watched the Mets yeah, for like baseball. ten years in, in in the Queens, but right around I think right around college I, I just I tagged got, out. Yeah, got like bored. I found a lot of drinking, marijuana, and doing like a radio show, comedy radio show, and that's where all my energy went. And I just never got back in. Yeah, and also probably because I wasn't good at them, you know. Wasn't good at sports. Probably. Oh, okay. I mean, some years I was good, depending on who else was on the team. Well, my mom's yeah, a terrible athlete, but she loves sports. I was good at racquetball because if you if you know physics, you know the ball's going to land, so you don't got to move that much. <laughs> smart. That. That's a smart man sport. Yeah, I could do curling. Is that why sure. I'm not good at it? He, I don't know where that Most people chase going. the ball. If you just stand still, the ball will come to you. That I learned. That's a good I say that like I still play. I haven't, I haven't held a racket since summer camp. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Escalero down the oh, racquetball court. Oh, summer camp. I like this. Damn, this guy just doesn't stop bragging. <laughs> summer camp going. Summer I camp. love that. Where did you go to summer camp in New York? Yeah, well, I was a counselor for a camp. A camp Damn. For, uh, oh, that would have Do, do counselors really get children. laid like they did in 80s movies? It was uh, a little less raucous, but it happened, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. But it was also a camp for mentally retarded children. Oh, good. So, so it was fun, and then at the nighttime, you were just complete perverts. Not nice. to the retarded people. <laughs> not, They're pretty perverted I did, I know themselves. There's a mentally retarded guy mm-hmm. uh, who... How do I keep saying it like that? I think it's important. He's a mentally retarded guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he um, was also blind, and he was very stressed, you know? Oh, poor So thing. they literally, two older counselors, literally taught him how to masturbate. I so he could love relax. that. I was, gonna, I, I was no, about I, to say, I, know, I had a friend who worked in a, a, a home in Kansas City where they lived, and he was like... These people masturbate so much. Yeah, they do. All the time. Like the guys are always just going for it. They'll be like sitting in a commons room. Two of them are playing pool, and the other guy's just standing next to them, just fucking yeah. beating the hammer. The women did it too. My sister um, used to be, have a home for mentally retarded women. She had three adult women okay. that she took care of, and they would do it they all the time. My it. sister would be like, we're in the bank. Please. Yeah. You know, like. They're so lucky. Crazy. So lucky. You yeah. can get away with that. Yeah. So they're very, uh, it's like me. I'm like a pervert like that, but. Uh, 
Well, yeah. I do it softer when I'm in the bank. Like I do. Yeah, it you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it, it down. More the down low. Like you know, I don't, I don't get caught. That's There's, smart. That got creepy. A lot, no, a lot of times they would. I just have memories of them just taking off their clothes in church at sure. a talent show and like you know <clears throat> being mayhem. My, at my a talent show. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good talent. And I usually would be the host, and so I'd have to tackle a fat <laughs> naked Down syndrome Hawaiian kid. <laughs> God, how is this not part of a at least a pilot episode or something? I did pitch a pilot in. I just I never you, forget it. You coming as a tackle like yeah. in the backfield? I don't know why that just. It might have been 1999, 2000. I pitched a show that was the house I worked at, which was uh, six mentally retarded people and me and like a hot girl and a, and they were and they, they got uncomfortable like no nah, people aren't up for retarded things and, oh. and literally five months later uh, there's something about Mary comes up. And it was totally right. it was okay then. And I actually got a phone call from somebody going, I'm sorry about that. We were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Franks and Beans. Franks and Beans. Uh, but it was only one guy. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. He went to that. That's right. They well, took him out. Coconut. Because then Matt Dillon has the... The picnic thing. Yeah. Those silly bastards are the only good thing I got going for yeah. me in this crazy mixed <laughs> up world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, they had... They had what? Life goes on. Is that life goes on? That was on oh, in like the eighties or nineties. Then there was the girl from Facts of Life doing stand up. Oh yeah, Jerry, Jerry Jewell. Jerry Jewell. Yeah, but no. they they really prefer to be treated like everyone else. Yeah, so I don't what's the case by case basis? Big, oh, yeah, Do you, I guess uh, maybe you're right. Were you <laughs> here the night that Jerry Jewell was upstairs and Brody Stevens was on stage? Are you I was kidding me? Not, but he was. Yeah. She's still doing comedy. So she was. She was just sitting in the room watching. No. with a friend. And wow, what a so, great story already. Yeah, so she's <laughs> it she's gets sitting. It could end right now. I'd be happy. <laughs> it gets better, and I <laughs> yeah. can't even believe she that sits, I wasn't here. For she sits in the. She's sitting in a booth, and people have been like. Oh, you know, that's Jerry Jewell and I'm like who and they're like there's the girl from the facts of life I'm like oh so Brody goes up and there's probably like 10 people in the room including Jerry Jewell and her friend this is during the dead years kind yeah, of yeah right. yeah, yeah we're this very is, slow here. yeah it's like 12.30 at night on a Wednesday or something yeah. and uh, it's just very slow most of the people in the building are comics hanging out because we had nowhere else to go and right. Brody's on stage and he's it's not going well and he's yelling at the audience <laughs> And then he's like, that lady won't even look at me. <laughs> and he like points her out and we all start laughing. And he's like, what, what makes you so fucking special? You don't even have to look at the comic. And then someone said, leave her alone. Or her friend said, leave her alone, something like that. She's like, why? What's your name? And she's like, Jerry. And then he's like, who is it, Jerry Jewell? Because I'll tell you right now, Tootie, you better look over here. And then someone was like, it is Jerry Jewell. And then Brody just throws the mic down and covers oh his head. Oh, my God. She's like, you're an asshole. Oh, my God. And then we all just died. And Brody literally crawled off the stage and Don Barris ran What are the, what are the chances? Yeah. First of all, that he would know the name. Yeah. <laughs> that you would remember. And, uh, yeah. At the side of all, she's there. I would never know the That's name. like one out of a million meets one out of a million. I was dying. And Don Barris goes, oh, that, ladies and gentlemen, told- that's the bully Brody Stevens. <laughs> Don, I didn't know. Brody, just get out of here. You're so mean. That's so funny. Don trying to get them back just make in. make it worse. Come yeah. on, be part of the Ding Dong Show. Yeah, yeah. Come on back in. That was the, that was you have you special did. needs? We need you in the Ding Dong Show. That's what you quit. Yeah. That was probably the last straw. That was, that was it. I landed in uh, Kansas City. I'll never forget this. And I was just on TV like a year before, and then things had really changed with the writer's strike. So I'm getting off the plane in Kansas City, and the woman picks me up to go to Stanford's. And she goes, you want to meet my squirrel? And I was like, huh? She goes, you want to meet my squirrel? And I was like, you have a squirrel? She's like, yeah, they knocked down a tree nearby my house, and we took care of a squirrel after that. It was living in a tree. I was like, okay. She opens it. 
the cage and the squirrel comes running out like full speed and just runs right over my face That's and does three sixties around my face, claws right by my eyes. And I gotta pretend like I like it. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fun. That's nice. And then uh, and <laughs> I would freak the fuck out. At I'm that sorry. moment, that that's when I knew my career was over. <laughs> that was the exact moment that I went from. You were like, I've Fox, got a shot. To- Fox executives are going, Brian, we're really happy to have you here yeah. to Kansas City. Squirrel. Said, you better fucking get off stage on time and not go, you know, don't drink on stage. And That's then a good a, impression, too. And then the fucking squirrel attacks me. And that, that I knew it was over. I knew it was all over. Man. I would have freaked out if, uh, first I would have said, no, I don't want to see your squirrel. Yeah, but I'm learning that that point, I thought you had to be nice to everybody you met. Yeah. On the road. And then oh. I, since then, I've figured out that... Did that person work for the club? Yeah. So since oh. then, i figured out 50% of club owners on the road are fucking out of their minds. Yeah. Oh, at sure. least. And they all think they're, would, yeah. they would be the best comedian of all time. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. They oh, probably do like five open mics. Yeah. And yeah. How yeah, long, it's the worst. How long have you been doing stand-up? I started in... Uh, my first official paid show was in 95. Wow. And that's the first year I took it seriously that I got to perform once a week. In New York, but I'd done it a couple of years, like twice a year. But then uh-huh. '95 is when I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna quit my job and really do." I it. worked at you know the cartoon Doug. Remember yeah, Doug? Oh, I, yeah, I was an intern on that show, and they put me in a room and they said, uh, "Fix these boxes." Should have took two hours, but I just it, I would stretch it out for weeks. I just sat <laughs> in a chair, just beat the boxes with a broom handle. It sounded like I was moving things. <laughs> and then eventually they figured it out and they got rid of me, and I just became a comic. <laughs> I remember. Uh, when, Were they paying you? Like, an yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. it was an official job. Oh, okay. When I started doing comedy uh, in Kansas City, Chris Porter was on, shit, yeah. he was on the come up, right. and he was like, he was the local Kansas City guy at that time. Who they gave, you know, they give him ten minutes on the open mic instead of three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he still hadn't really done anything. So he was probably twenty two or something, but he uh, he had short hair and back then and mm-hmm. a good portion of the jokes he told in his 10 minutes were about how he looked like Nickelodeon's Doug and it <laughs> just hilarious he, he kind of does yeah and once he grew the hair out he it, doesn't it, it didn't anymore but yeah but he had short funny. hair I just remember that like that's I never saw Doug but that's what I, I think of is Chris it, Porter I, it sounds familiar but I can't put yeah. it it's think not, of it. It's well, not important. They were dicks. But now I'm thinking of Chris Porter with shorter yeah. hair. Yeah, that is the closest. He was, so he was enjoying, a lot cooler than I'm Doug. I'm enjoying probably, what I'm seeing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been on a few shows, right? A I mean, I see you post shows. pictures. Yeah. Well, I've I did it the other the other day. I was trying to come up with a joke about how much my career has changed, and I was thinking about listing all the accomplishments up front, and then showing how much things have changed. But the other, so I know the list. I was a regular on two network sitcoms. Three regular on three network pilots, four recurring characters on four cable shows, twenty-two guest roles, ten appearances of stand-up on TV, one Comedy Central special, two albums, and three films. Damn. Wow! Yeah, and now, now I now I fucking work for fifteen dollars and yeah. I spend it at the bar. It's yeah. exciting! It went up yeah. to twenty. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not complaining about this place. Oh, this place is taking care of me. We got a bump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> extra five bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. I- I feel, every time you around. post a photo, I'm like, "What show is that?" I don't yeah, know. I like, to, see I like that. to do it to remind people. I ha- I can't do this. <laughs> no, you. Everybody, every comic's hiring their friends not to be on shows. Yeah. So posting those pictures is my way of saying, "Don't forget, I've done this." Yeah. Like, I, well, I was did it before Facebook, and there was no Facebook. Yeah. Out, you know? Right. But now the guest roles, I get uh, like Mad Men, uh, I guess in 2012, and yeah, and you're great. You've done a thanks. ton of commercials. I've seen a shit ton of commercials I, 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 too. Yeah, they, those were good years. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Sullivan and Son was you were Sullivan on that Son one did the too, first season of that show. Yeah, which is uh, Steve Byrne. <laughs> Steve Byrne. That was his show, right? Yeah, yeah, it was his show. I I was really kind of an outsider. I did the first season. Oh, you were. Oh, okay. I just yeah. uh, would see the pictures, so I just assumed yeah, yeah. it was. No, no I, I was just it. excited that it was all. No, they, were, they hired me. Yeah, they, they yeah. were very nice. Uh, I did a show with Pam Anderson for two years with uh, Christopher Lloyd called Stacked. Oh, I remember that show. It was written by the guys winning Emmys for Modern Family, so apparently I was just one show early. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Yeah. You'd be great on Modern Family. I try. I try. Right try. In there. They keep giving the celebrities. I go in the, and then. Isn't it's... that weird? That infuriates my mother. She's like, you know, you could get hired, but they keep giving it to celebrities. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what they're missing. They... <laughs> yeah, but, but it's true. The celebrities <laughs> don't have any money anymore, have so real... it's going. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. So it's, it's all we've all gone down a level. I've basically never done anything. But, <laughs> but you're fucking great. But, I hate uh, you. I hate you. <laughs> With that being said, I I, but I, I'm laughing and I go fuck you at the same time, you know. Like I you son of a bitch, making honesty. my job hard. And then I wrote to him and I was like, "Why you gotta be so funny, you bastard?" And he goes, "I'm just trying to make fun of nerds." Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I just I want to be I want to be the nerd bully. I want to be the one that makes People the turn. People would really complain about Rick, and they wouldn't come in. If yeah, they had a follow. They would leave if they had a follow. Most, oh, well, it's it's a challenging thing. The I most recent I one I, I got was Aziz Ansari it. said he wouldn't go up after me one night. Like a couple well, months ago, and he was preparing for SNL or whatever, and I was like, "Wait, that dude knows who I am." They're like, "Well, they, he had to describe you." I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know your name, but all right, fuck that guy. What was the description? I, I oh, would have liked him. This white boy. Yeah, oh. you know, the, kind of a gangly-looking loser <laughs> type. Real mean, though. Oh, Ingram. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Interesting, man. Doing but, a lot of crowd no, but, work. Well, it's very difficult. It's difficult to oh, all of a sudden agree. change the crowd back to jokes. And not only that, he's fucking great at it. Yeah. Like you and Ian Bag are the two best oh, crowd work in terrific. the business, I think. I know. I heard Paula Poundstone used to be good at it. So she probably still is. Yeah. But I, 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 I haven't seen him perform in 20 her. years. Yeah. So. But I know that Ian Bag and Rick are the two best crowd works in the I've business. I've seen Ian. I remember watching Ian years ago at the improv and yeah. thinking, oh, this guy does no goddamn uh, it, material. It, it takes five minutes for the crowd to, to get readjust. back into jokes. Yeah, yeah, they're like, wait, it's not about us anymore. Yeah, yeah and he looks this. really fake, and they always try to yell shit out. To try, I'm like, and I literally say, I'm not that guy. I don't give a shit where you're from. <laughs> I don't care. So shut up. And then they usually laugh. And get like, back right yeah. on board with you. Yeah. Sometimes they get a little mad. Like, oh my, my friend's gay. You're not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Look God at him. He's sucking it. a dick right now. You're not gonna comment on this. I will 100 <laughs> percent talk to everyone except for the actual gay friend, <laughs> and I will accuse everyone else of being gay. I picture you at home. You say, <laughs> say goodbye to your wife and your kid. And you go, all right, I'm going to go make fun of people. And you just get in the car and you just drive to get out of the car, make fun of people, get back in the car and go back and be a human being. That's pretty much it. <laughs> go home it's and be a human you know? being. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to show up and make fun of people and leave. Yeah. You don't think he That's picks on his... Does. It was, it was he funny he picks when, on his neighbors or his wife. Was, <laughs> to, to his wife. To his wife. I don't think directly to him. When I was, uh, when I was single... I would get girls that come up to me after the show and talk to me, and I'd be like, oh, this is sweet. And then after like five minutes, I could see how disappointed they were that I was actually fairly nice. A normal person. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he's not really that dick I thought thought he he was going to hit me. Uh, When you want to get laid after a show, there's always a window. Very short. I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow for lunch. I'm like, "Ah, I guess we won't. (laughs) (laughs) This this only works for another three hours before you... That's a good long window, three hours, though. It's much longer than any window I ever had. (laughs) Mine would be like, shut up and get in the car, ugly, and then take it from there. Oh, that's not nice. 
Uh, speaking of my home life and good times, uh-oh. Uh, so this old dude down the hall from me right. lives with his wife, <laughs> and they're like almost 90 or something. And so I'm, I'm, I always am commenting to my wife, like, how the fuck do two 90-year-olds live by themselves still? Like, it just seems like a bad idea. You still see her driving sometimes. Oh, like, amazing. So my wife is always like, well, you know, Selma still kind of has it together. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So a couple days ago, I got a call on Monday morning, and she's like, are you home? I'm like, yeah. She's like, something's wrong with Harold. I need you to come uh, help come me out. I'm like, Then you become the guy. Yeah, that I'm like, what? It. So I go down there, and Harold has had a heart attack, and he's on the oh. floor. And she's like, will you pick him up? I'm like, pick him up? What the fuck? And in this lady's mind, the thing to do was not call 911. Right. What? It was, I should Are call Rick. Rick down the hall and have him come down here. And then was like, it a heart attack? Yeah, yeah. They, I got there, and he was basically on the ground, and he couldn't, he's, he can't see or hear without his hearing aided. He doesn't have his hearing aided. So I'm like, Harold, are you okay? Do you, what can I do? And he's like, who is that? I'm like, <laughs> it's Rick. And he's like basically mumbling. And I'm like, there's something wrong with this dude. We need to call 911. Oh, she didn't know he had a heart attack. Yeah, she, she just thought he fell. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Harold fell. Yeah, she's- Get up. He's yeah. trying to get the cat. Pick him up. That's, That's what she kept saying. Pick him up. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Sorry. So yeah, hard to see, hear, see that. By the end. Her, 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 How is he? He's uh, he's unconscious, but I think he's basically dead, but on life support. I'm not oh my for sure. Oh my God. So you but s- it would have been nice. So probably. you were in the incident. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then I'm just like, well, no, we need to call 911. She's like, well, let me get dressed. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you, you wear the robe and not, do you want me to call? No, no, I'll call him oh if you think. God. Yeah, definitely do. So then I went downstairs uh. to let. They're both just and, looking for a way out. Yeah, like, like everyone's just trying to go. They're trying to frame it on Rick. Yeah, yeah. Right, frame Rick. <laughs> Fire department shows up. I'm showing where. Yeah, it's up there. Blah blah blah. Oh my god, you so, become that neighbor. By the time they get him out, <laughs> right. they're ch- doing chest compressions on himself. Oh. I'm just like, fuck. They this. look up Rick and they only Come find on. him doing stand up. It's just me being an asshole. An old man. <laughs> they, they, they just see the courtroom. Would a man not change his pills? <laughs> who makes these jokes about Mexicans? <laughs> he could have clearly. Saved him yeah. had he wanted to. This man in the front has a date and is clearly not homosexual. What other lies are Rick telling us? Yeah, uh, I saw him a few weeks ago, and he is working on a new catchphrase called "It's time to die." You tell me, Your Honor. Man, that that's a horrible story. That is yeah. a horrible story. I'm yeah. so sorry. So yeah, that's Why a, that's do you what my talk home to life. your neighbors? I'm just asking. Because I'm I'm the guy. I whenever there to was no one. Our our window looks out to the front of the building. So whenever there's been problems, it's always me. It was like I we gotta call the police. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And so at some point, my neighbors all decided that I'm the guy that watches over the building. They like think I'm the manager. That's hysterical. It's like, we'll you call do have a manager look. Someone, someone you called have a me. Tool belt that you come out like with that guy. The management company called me and they go, uh, "Are you at home?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on?" They're like, "Could you go down in the garage?" Are I'm you like, kidding me? Start getting paid. Yeah, I go. Right? Why, why am I going down there? Yeah. Could you shut off the water valve? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, we heard you were helpful. Go, yeah, call a plumber. I don't yeah. know anything about water valves. God damn That's it. hilarious. You're too nice. Yeah, I have. That's I have, what I always say. I have absolutely insane neighbors. I have a. Do you talk to them? Well, yeah, sometimes you have to. Sometimes they don't. They kind of recognize you from the store or, uh, yeah. or you know, the comedy store or on TV. Or I, mean, I just make jokes in the elevator because I'm fucking bored. Oh, okay. So then it becomes like, hey, I want to hang out. And then they know my name. I'm like, oh, they looked me up. Yep. I, no, I don't really want to hang out. 
But next to me was this one French guy, this guy, this gay black French guy. Yes. And he triple would, threat. He would Always steal. Funny. He would steal uh, clothes from department stores, and he would steal. He had a ring of stealing flat screen TVs. Ooh. So I get out of my car, and he'd be unloading like tens, like twenties, you know, twenty flat screen TVs. That guy I'd be friends with. Yeah, but then, uh, then the cops kicked down his door. I think it's my door. I'm smoking. I'm, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think I might have still been doing coke in those days. And I was like, "Oh no, the coke got me." I can hear him through the, his bedroom next to my bedroom. So then they, they I love, oh no. So they arrest. They, they couldn't arrest him. They couldn't find him. And then Homeland Security came. Oh. Yeah, I'm in my underwear, smoking weed, watching porn. Probably I can't remember. It might have been Muppet Show. Easily. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. He comes, Same erection. And he comes in. Uh, the uh, what's the name of it? Homeland Security, and asked me questions about the guy. And on the other side of me was a Russian escort who was Ooh. on meth. She would run down the hallway screaming in her underwear, like "No, no!" <laughs> yes. And then she would stop you and go, "Do you have my makeup? Did you steal my makeup?" And you're like, "No." And then she goes, do you want me to take off my dress? It was crazy. And, and, I mean, it's I illegal to say no to that. Right. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you probably should, just so I know that you're legit. It's just insane. And yet the rent is two grand. And these people get in somehow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, mine is like a two-story walk-up, so I don't have... I mean, I see my landlord once in a while. He's nice, but I, I, my I, my hours are so odd. Everybody's asleep. We have one girl, she was a drug addict, in the building, and she would knock on my door. She was from uh, England, and she'd be like, can we have a talk? Because I would come home late, and she'd be all, all fucked up. And she's like, do you know Andy Dick? Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. Yes. Anybody that that's, starts a sentence Yeah, that's the Andy best Dick. starter to any story of all time. Do, do I know Andy Dick? Yeah. I, did, I? I did let her in my apartment one night at like 3 sure. a.m. because yeah. I was like fuck it I don't do nothing drugs nothing ever good comes out of that yeah, yeah. but nothing. I thought let's watch we'll see the where fun it goes. happen yeah. and she she lives two doors down so she was there for like I don't know four minutes and she's like can I use your bathroom I'm like oh sure yeah. right. fuck she's gonna go look for shit you know what I mean I've dated yeah. every drug addict there is go I know the, what's happening the cabinet. so I hear her in there and she's like oh that's hilarious and I, I have a studio apartment can so I look I'm at like, your bathroom <laughs> so I'm like are you okay are you looking for anything she's like we use the same moisturizer oh <laughs> I'm like God. you need to get out unbelievable. of the unbelievable I go I don't uh, even have NyQuil in there I can't get you high I'm yeah that's sorry. ridiculous <laughs> nothing ever good comes from letting you in you think it's gonna be like Sanford and Son or like, like friends where neighbors come in and it's always yep. fun and no. welcome and funny things happen. No. That's bullshit. It's Those literally shows. just leave, just get out. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a Russian drug addict. Russian family moved in. They were fucking classic. Yeah. The, the mom, biggest jowls you've ever seen on oh, a human being. sexy. Fat. She was always chain smoking in the garage. So they finally told her, like, you can't smoke in the building. It's common area. You got to smoke out front. Hmm. She looked at me. She goes, so much for free country. And I was like, bravo, <laughs> bravo. I liked how you had to deepen your voice to do it. Yeah, oh yeah. Sure. She, she was horrifying. <laughs> sure. And her son would do would uh, cook her heroin on dropped. the on yeah. the uh, roof. Oh, hilarious. And uh, one day he, he was down in the lobby and I walked in. And he was like, hey, uh, can I uh, stay in your couch? Oh, and I was God. like, no, man, I got, a, I got a wife. And he's like, well, my family kicked me out. I'm like, so why would I let you stay? Yeah. Your, your parents kicked you, you out? fucking weirdo. And then the, the other time he gave me the, hey, can you drive me somewhere? I go, where am I driving you? Well, yeah. I need to sell some caviar so I can get dope money. Oh, like, okay. Well. You're slinging caviar for drugs? That's pretty fucking Russian. <laughs> that is pretty Russian. Yeah. Does that work? I guess. I don't know. I, I just told him no, and he looked... 
but they were still racist. It, their hatred uh, of the one black family in our building would just kill me because everyone hated the Russians so much. Wow. Yeah. But they were hardcore against, you know, we don't have problem with black people in Russia because we don't have black people. <laughs> like, Jesus. Wow. That's the most stereotypical accent yeah. I've ever Thank heard. You. That's amazing. I love it. I, I do a bad British accent and that accent for every other European. <laughs> I'm on Santa Monica. What? Oh yeah, with They're the one Russian area. They're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, there used to be one place there you go get uh, like money gram. People send you money. Oh okay. So I go in there, somebody sent me some, and they were like, "Oh, we don't." Uh, I'm like, "What? What do you mean you don't?" He says right there, "Money gram." You have the forms here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we don't. We we don't. It's a front. Uh, yeah, was, yeah, it must be a front. Idiots. There's literally nothing in there but postcards yeah. and like two pairs of sneakers. You go now. Yeah, yeah. Russian mob. They they run. Parts of WeHo. That's what they said. I threw they a fit in there anyway, though. Yeah, it's probably you. a bad move. No, uh-uh. no. Don't they be afraid know, of that. We, hey, we just got to make sure they know whose country this is. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So See, when I was a kid, this one Russian kid moved into our neighborhood, and he he had a Russian accent, but Red Dawn had just come out. Love that oh. movie. Yeah, so we had plenty of wars with that. Hell person. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And now he's crazy for some reason. Well. Probably happened not your in the fault. little Italian neighborhood he moved in. A little bullying never hurt anybody <laughs> other than a lot of people. You know that movie ruined his career, that guy, John Milius? The guy that John Goodman's based on in, in Big Lebowski is oh. the guy who did Red Dawn. But because it was so controversial, it like ruined him in the business. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, know, yeah. I, just, I know Red Dawn. One, I really do love that movie, even though it's ridiculous. But it's. Uh, I know it was... Financed by NRA. Okay. That makes, um, makes sense. It's like hardcore conservative groups financed yeah. it. And the point of the movie was to show that we guns. causing people to re- <laughs> having people register for guns. Right. Because there's a scene in the movie where they anyone who they went to City Hall, found the gun registry, and then they killed all those people. And so their point was to show that we shouldn't have to register our guns because what if? Wow. What if we can't get them registered because the registered people got shot? Yeah. So, what if C. Thomas Howell wasn't there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, I didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry to take this conversation to eighties movies. Oh, I'm enjoying it. Should it should always be there. That's we where, love eighties movies. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a bad movie. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Not I, I terrible. watched. I watched the Red Dawn remake. Oh yeah, no reason. Unbelievably terrible. I don't think it, I knew they remade bad. it. They remade it. I think North Korea or something takes the place of the Soviets. All right. Well, they're but, right there is where everybody fucked up. Yeah. Because they, they, a few good remakes. It's just not a fun. Very few. Ocean's Eleven, probably a good, better remake. Probably. I never saw I the original. it was a music video. That's how they assume it because yeah, it wasn't yeah. good enough for us yeah, to see. Yeah. I saw the first one and the second one was like a music video, I felt like. But he's good With day. like celebrities. Yeah, that's true. But, but is Ocean's Twelve a remake though? Ocean's they, 12, Ocean's 12 is, is ridiculous, is what it is. Yeah. Ocean's it's not 13, a remake. It got better in Ocean's 13, but I just thought, I can't think of many good remakes. Most, most of the time, it's it's terrible. Oh, I, oh 310 to Yuma. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was great. pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I, I never saw I the original saw that one either, so. One, yeah. Yeah, so. I did watch it through the first one. The one second time. one, I think I saw, yeah. second one's good. Yeah. I drove through Yuma the other day. It was not Scary. fun. Not fun. <laughs> Not as in, enjoyable as every the film. time you see it. Does it make you think of that though? Because that's what I do. I do. Yeah. I yeah always, every time I, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's I usually creepy. pick out the Anthony Bourdain places. Like I was driving down that one road. I don't even know what road it is. 86. There's nothing there. 
and you pass the salt and sea. Yeah. You know, the salt and sea was a big resort. Yeah, yeah. And then the salt content went up and all the fish died and then <gasps> yeah, everyone not, left except for yeah. two old people in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, to, yeah. All the fertilizer and shit got in there too. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Because I, I was out in Palm Desert two weeks ago and it smelled horrible because yeah. of the salt and sea. Yeah. It blows in or whatever, but... They, I was like, what, what? Why is it still there? And they're like, well, they don't know what to do with it. They, yeah. if they let it dry up. Then all the chemicals from the fertilizer that got in there would blow into the air because it would just turn into dust. Well, there's nothing there. So they just keep it with enough water so it's that it stays wet, but it just smells like rotting fish for 100 years. But it's still getting in the air. Oh, well, I guess the fertilizer's was, not. Just oh, the smell yeah, of yeah. awfulness. Unless you reach it and throw the fertilizer in the air. Yeah. So Which I would do. I want to go it. have a mud ball. What fight? a horrible experience <laughs> that was doing that show out there. The show was that. Well, was that? Yeah, it was, was the the seasonal improv at the Fantasy Springs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say seasonal? Yeah, like pancakes. It's January to April. I was the last week of the year. Okay. They they throw up an improv in a conference room <laughs> at the tent. Fantasy Springs. The way you said it was like a no. I mean, there's literally like they they went to like the banner store and printed out a brick wall banner. <laughs> And they fucking throw that shit up in the middle of the conference room, and then they put like a stage like a foot off the ground. Is this a joke? No, no, this is legit. And uh, so like I did it two weekends ago. Last weekend, they had a reverse mortgage seminar in the same room. so funny. Brick tarp is down now, though, but. So what the fuck is with these places? I played a club in Scranton, and the entire crowd was there for a surprise birthday party. So literally, a real in the comedy crowd, club? everyone in the crowd, yeah, it was a comedy club. Everyone in the crowd was all friends. Okay. And then the woman walked in, they go, surprise, and then they all sat down and watched the show. She didn't get a chance to say hi to anybody. It was the worst <laughs> timing. And I just was like, I can't believe this. People yeah. are no, shouting things at each other from the room. Did. How's your mom? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can't believe this. Wow. And my career, I was right, my career was over with the squirrel. <laughs> After nice. the squirrel, you knew yeah, to expect surprise birthday <laughs> party shows. That is the craziest thing. The only thing I've ever seen that was weirder is Mitzi used to have uh, theme shows in the main room when we were real slow. And we had It's Fun to Be a Jew, naturally. Mm-hmm. and Which is weird because it's not. And so it's not fun she, to be anybody. <laughs> no. So she, uh, Maybe blonde. The the guy in charge of it was a guy named Bruce Smirnoff. I know. And he, I love yeah. Bruce, right? And Bruce used to, he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get people, I'll get people. I'm like, okay. So the place is packed, and I realized that he made it a singles uh, Jewish mixer. Uh, so they were, like, meeting people, yeah. and they didn't know a show was going to happen. Yeah, yeah that's the best. And then I'm yeah. waiting tables. And I go. I remember I went to this one lady. I was like, "Hi, what can I get you?" It's a two drink minimum. You know, it's a comedy club. Blah right. blah blah. I'm giving the whole fucking spiel. She goes, "Um, I'm waiting for someone to buy me a drink." Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And she, I had no oh. idea. Yeah. So I go. I figure it out. And Bruce is like, "Don't worry, we'll get her somebody to buy her a drink." I'm so like, That's crazy. crazy. But uh. the comics had the worst fucking time. Yeah. Because they the, just want to chat. Everybody's like, "Wait, we're not getting late. Mm-hmm. We yeah. got to watch this shit." Yeah. Yeah, so a surprise birthday, surprise, Yeah, it was, it was awkward. It was very fucking <laughs> And I've had lots of those experiences. Right? <laughs> but they're so hard to remember. But I know when I go on the road, one out of five times is going to be a fucking goddamn crazy shit show. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know when it's going to happen, I don't know which club it is, don't know if it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's like a surprise party for you. something's going to go very bad. Yeah, I can't, I I mean, I I legitimately can't get booked anywhere, but whenever I, whenever (laughs) someone, I threw threw your name into a club in Scottsdale. Nice. That'd be sweet. No. 
No one contacts me. Uh, I don't want to say the name. Oh, no, yeah, they, you're right. They, okay. they should have called him. They should because he's so good. Yeah, I say no, it No, they didn't because they don't have the money. Well, that that's that's usually the thing is when, when I do get in, it's like, you know, you do the weekend, we'll give you 800 bucks. And, so, uh, it just cost me 100 to drive here and 100 yeah. to eat. And I'm always like, all right, that's Jeez, probably not worth you it. You break even, barely. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, whenever I do get booked, I always, I'm like, something's something must be up and then when i go it's always the worst like it's I did a, a fake brick wall yeah. that they're blowing up someone something called me once hey can you come headline uh in kalamazoo michigan i'm like sure so i get up there just the fucking worst it was like was it in a bouncy house like, it, it I was it was a comedy club but the comedy club i think ended pretty quickly after i was there or maybe switched owners or something but it's like in the basement of some bar and wow. they would get people to come down just from the bar. Like, people were just walking in, like, what, what is what this? Is oh, it's a comedy show. Yeah, those are open mics. We peaked but... with, like, probably 25 people one night. <sighs> Same thing when I did the improv in Vegas. It was seven nights well, they, they for $1,000. I'm not even sure why. They were a very good It room. was a great room, and it just went to... Sh- I just think, the- I don't know the people they booked. I know when they booked me, and I know the people was on my show. The and that's casino all I know. kind of just went down, don't you think? Or well, it's Vegas. in Harrah's, so that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. But it, if we the most we had was probably fifteen on like Friday Such night. Such a nice room, and it was. Yeah. And Carl was a great dude. I loved him. And rest, but the, rest in peace. Yeah, he's fine. Oh. He's fine. He's fine. Just, the, the room was like dead, he was. So, here. Yeah. Rooms that, but he was, he was. It was a good room, and I, I was so confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was with two older comics, and one of them spent most of his set talking about. That's what happened. Yeah, he spent most I of the time talking about his lot. dead daughter. <sighs> and I was like, this really doesn't seem like comedy. Yeah. They're like, well, it's kind of a one man show. I'm like, we should oh. probably prepare the people. Then, yeah, it, <laughs> it seems it, weird that, it, that that's what I think happened. Is that they but, they threw in a lot of loyalty to older guys. That's what they told me because I said. They had me emceeing, and I was like, this doesn't yeah. seem fair to anybody. That's and they, back when the old lady was booking. She had, she was 80 years old, and Yeah, she was booking the room. That's what they said. Well, what Bud, Bud has yeah. to approve. I don't want to say you know, I know, but I heard great things about she her. Was she was sweet. very cool I, I very said, uh, nice to people. She was like, will you emcee? And I was like, well, I can't emcee that week. First of all, I haven't, I haven't emceed in 10 years. But I was like, I'm filming an H- uh, Comedy Central half-hour special. She goes, a what? You know, Comedy Central. She's like, well, if you turn down this gig, I'm like, then what? I won't be back. Yeah, to you, how do you know Comedy Central? <laughs> Never heard of it. Insane. I fucking remember doing the Ice House. They killed. And it was the only comic who did well out of five. So I write to the new booger. And he goes, I just don't think your material would work here. What? I'm like, you just saw me yesterday, you fucking <laughs> goddamn lunatic. Yeah. The worst. They're crazy. Yeah. They really, well, funny has nothing to do with it anymore, yeah, I, but the, I but, think. But then why don't you say you're not I famous agree. enough to draw people in? I agree. Yeah. Say say how it is for real. Don't get, don't pussyfoot yeah. around it. We make our money off of nachos, and you're not famous enough to bring 100 people who want nachos. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, my crowd would buy nachos. <laughs> that's the, that's, either either stoned or fat, they're going to buy that's nachos. That's the great injustice of it all. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know if I have Brian a crowd. Brian he's got a nacho-eating audience. <laughs> Some comics have drinkers. Like, I no. work with Dice. He has drinkers. Yeah. Alpha so, males. Yeah. People pay him whatever because they'll sell out of all their liquor. I've been here waiting tables where he's done just a week and we've run out of everything. Yeah. So. I I just remember this one story. The first time I played Tampa, not Sidesplitters, a shittier room. Sam, <laughs> Sidesplitters is great. I'm there next week. 
You, you would do great there. Yeah, I, I'm I've trying to think where I did it in Tampa. It's, too. it's very, I think it's a they great had room. an improv in Tampa for a while, didn't there they? There still is. There still is? In it's Ybor that, City or whatever it is? Yeah, I'm not sure. But there was, yeah. the side splitters is great. Like, it's Don Marrera's favorite room. If you okay. yeah, our, our, a lot of Italians. Carrie is from there. used to bartend right, down right, there, right? right? Yeah, yeah. love And Mitchell. it's a great room. But the first time I played Tampa, I played this restaurant. It's one of those restaurants where we do barbecue. We also have sushi. We have bands. We have the bowling alley. We'll change it. And we we'll do change your oil. Mitzvah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's everything. It's like, it's like we, we can't decide on anything. We're just gonna throw everything up there. And they were delivering food to the to the audience in to go boxes. Like during my last joke, it just killed them. And like, so the entire audience now has to go boxes, <laughs> and they're all trying to do it themselves. Like the waitress didn't help them, so they're oh, all, uh, no. didn't take it to the back. The waitresses are. Give them the boxes and leave. Right. So the entire audience is trying to get their food in their boxes during my last joke. You're being disrupted. So by... I just stepped off the stage and started doing jokes while I was like spooning their food in the boxes, <laughs> just it's telling amazing. them to walk around. I had nothing. And one old man wouldn't shut up, so I just gave him the mic and I left. I walked out the back door and I got in the cab and went to the hotel. I just left. <laughs> I was like, this guy wants to talk, so I just gave him the mic and I left. I, did. I love you. I yeah. love you too. More. <laughs> so great. It's amazing. It's a fucking nightmare. And then, I'm, then, and then when you stand up for yourself somewhere. Oh, forget it. Then, then you're, you're a, a jerk damn. off. You're yeah. a prima donna. Yeah. And- a hotel in St. Louis, a woman said, uh, uh, I was like, hey, if I get a room with a balcony, can I smoke on the balcony? She goes, well, your room's going to smell like smoke. I was like, what if I close the door? Is it, a, is, is it a rule that I can't smoke on the balcony? Yeah. And she said, no. And then she called the club and said, he's a, he's a pain in the ass. From that, playing Vegas one day, I'm in between shows, right? and my my key doesn't work. So I go downstairs. Nobody is online. Just velvet ropes. Oh yeah. Nobody's online. So I'm waiting for the two people to finish talking to the clerks, and the woman, one of the clerks, goes, "You have to wait online, sir." And I turn around. There's nobody online. <laughs> so I so I say to her, "There's nobody there." Meanwhile, I have ten minutes to get to my room, change my fat sweatshirt. You know what I mean? And so, so then she finishes, and she calls up another guy who just walks up. She skips me, takes another guy. So I just lean over next to him and go, hey, man, I was actually online. She goes, I wait, told you to wait online, sir. I was like, there was no line. I was the line. And, yeah. I, and then she refused to wait on me. So I went to the next um, clerk when she got free, and I got the key, no problem. Now, I didn't raise my voice once. I wasn't nasty once. And then, I, then the owner of the club calls me and she goes, I heard you were drunk, yelling and screaming in the casino. Oh, my God. I'm like, if I was drunk, yelling and screaming, wouldn't you have heard? Like, he found, he called me three months later, said he just heard because he the, the clerk pulled him aside. I'm like, if I was drunk and screaming, don't you think you would have been called that night? Right. Yeah. Or, you know? yeah. And That's, I was like, I've been working you. Or I've heard the story from someone. Yeah. Like, oh, man. It doesn't matter, man. And it's like, now it's amazing to me that, like, some... Some twenty-year-old clerk at a hotel can affect my paycheck. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's, club I'm hoping to go to in another fifteen months. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, I, I fucking hate this job. I hear you, but you're so goddamn good at it. <laughs> yeah, hey, you guys are all. Yeah, you right. should. Wait, you should you, get way worse at it if you're gonna hate it. Yes, yeah. because that's the thing. Like you're to right. me, like I see, I'm like this guy is a perfect comedy store guy. Thanks. Like when you came here, when, when Tommy got fired, was yeah. Tommy that you showcased for? Or no, I um, Dom Herrera brought me in in 2001. So wow. Mitzi was still around. So I auditioned for Mitzi, and wow. I got off the stage, and she I, she held out her hand, so I stopped, and she pulled me in. She was sitting next to Tommy, and she goes, "Call in, you can call in your events." I don't, it's been so long, I don't even know what she sounded like anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah and I said, "Thank in. you so much. Okay. It means so much to me." And I and, and I didn't get any spots. 
for That'll years. Happen. <laughs> he literally told me, you showed up funny from New York, and I don't like that. I want you to start from scratch. Yeah. And I said, because I, you I said were... I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to park on the street and buy money for drinks in hopes that yeah. I'll get five minutes at 1 a.m. I just, I just closed. I just played the cellar for ten years. Yeah, and now Fucking I got great. And now I got to start over. Yeah, I just had a conversation with someone. We we're t- talking about Tom Papa. Where Tommy was like, "No, we don't need someone mm. like that." Yeah, yeah. what a yes. funny comment. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't respect me like the open micers do. Yeah, is that what this club is about? That then? was his thing. Like, if mm. Mitzi brought you in, he wanted to push you out because yeah. he wanted it to be he yeah. developed the power. He yeah, found you. Wanted and me to like, blow him in the fucking room upstairs. Yeah, this guy's well. funny, right? <laughs> He does a great it's not just about blowing me, okay? It's about going down to my girlfriend Stephanie as well. Tommy, she has herpes. Well, we both have herpes. <laughs> it's about the baits. You didn't know who Louis C.K. was? Remember that story? Oh, my God. When yeah. They were like, that's Louis C.K. He's like, who? Yeah, he's not he's, a regular. Uh... So I, I just worked at the Laugh Factory, and then when Adam took over, I mean, God bless Adam and Eric. They fucking At, yeah, yeah. They turned the club around. In like a one Pretty month. Quick, yeah. Remember the day Tommy Thank got fired? God. It was like the scene... Yeah, like when the munchkins danced because uh, the, the witch got killed by yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was outside having fun, <laughs> friendly. The, all of a sudden, this the black ghost, cloud the lifted. Left. Yeah. Yeah. The demon's like, all right, let's get out of the bathroom and go home. <laughs> like, it was all of a sudden, well, the, the best club in the fucking world. Yeah. In like, in it like was a month. always, but he I, turned no, but it, was it a into. Bad 10 years. No, he yeah. did. He put it into a weird. It was insane. I was, in, I was in London when Tommy got fired. And <laughs> in the middle of the night, my phone just starts blowing up. My wife's like, What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. So I get up, go and pick up my phone because it was plugged into the wall in the shitty hotel room in London. And he fucking, hates. And uh, it, I had legitimately probably 15 to 20 text messages from people that were like, dude, Tommy got fired. It was a great day. It was the best a great thing day. ever. I'll, I'll and I've been here three times a week since. Yeah. yeah. You know? And rightfully so. Like, Thanks. That is yeah. so the, the, the lineups are great now. Me. Yeah. yeah. The club's fixed up and the lineups are great. And it's, it's making wonderful. money the way it's supposed Dude, it's to. It's the cellar, it's... but it's in some ways even better. Yeah. You know? I mean, the cellar is small, but the it's small, still, but they, they still sell out four shows great... in a row a night. And, and then... now they have the underground, which is the same. Yeah, yeah. Connect it, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's around the corner. Like this and the cellar are the two best rooms in the world. Unbelievable. And I say the world because guys come from Australia, guys come from Britain, guys that's come right. from Canada. And they go, that's the best. These are the best clubs. Yeah. yeah. They're saying that to us. Yeah. You know, I've never played Australia, but if an Australian comic is telling me that he wants to get into the store because it's the best room in the world, yeah. or the cellar. And they're trying to emulate this place, yeah. because when I worked for Mitzi, we had a fight with Australia and England, because they have two comedy stores. Right. Neither There's of those England, are affiliated yeah. to one another, yeah. and they're certainly not affiliated to us. So we would do cease and desist to them right. all fucking day, and they were like, but we had no rights, because they're yeah, it's out a different of country. country. Uh, That's ridiculous. They had oh, a TV they had, show. Remember, they had live from the comedy store. Yeah. We used to, and we, I mean, I would have to, Mitzi was losing her mind over that. Mm-hmm. Argus claims that Mitzi was well, okay with the comedy store in England, because she felt that she it would bring in, uh, when British tourists came here they would associate it okay well, it's not a bad idea but she was uh, freaking out she hated yeah, that so place she y- made me send he was the letters. only person I, I ever heard say that well Mitch was okay with that I was like I really? very good in impressions <laughs> I didn't know that you don't do any oh in my god no our I don't yeah. I, I started as an impression. I like the Brody the Brody was good did you really start as an impression? yeah yeah that's how, when I started that's how comedy. fucking unfair life is the people get us on now and they go can, are you impressions they go no well, well can you learn yeah. And here we got a fucking guy who's been in the comedy community for at least 20 years, right? Yeah. Fucking fantastic impressionist. Nobody gives a shit. No. 
We, we would take him on the. Um, he used to open for Dice. Yeah. And the reason Dice booked him was because he did Argus. I just made fun of Argus all the time. Like he made me. We go to New York, and he just made me walk around with him for hours while he videotapes me with a camcorder, just pretending I'm Argus. Just go walk oh, up Rick. to people on the street, ask them what time it First is. First time in New York. Do you away. catch phrases? Oh, hey, hot peanuts! What time is it? People are just like in New York. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Good to be here. Mitch has a great show for you. <laughs> Mitch has a great what? Oh, that's funny. Uh, what? When I Holy was shit, when I was funny. younger, in there, uh, I had a manager who was actually interested yeah. in representing me. Talent instead of youth. Yeah, yeah strange. Uh, strange. He was like, "Well, do you do uh, do you do characters or impressions or anything?" I was like, "No, not really anymore." And he's like, "Did you used to?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, put together a character reel." I'm like. Okay, I don't really know how to yeah. do that kind of thing. And he's like, well, I'm going to give you a couple of reels to look at. One of them was yours. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes. I don't have a character reel. Amazing. Yeah, was some, you do some, now. But I don't have a character reel. I'm positive it was you. But was it was it, was it uh, imitations? Not impressions. It, it was characters, I think. But I don't have I don't do impressions. Well, now I'm just confused. It can't be me. That's funny. It can't be me. What year was it? Uh, probably 2006 or seven. It was no, like no, a no. sneezing character. No, that's my fucking act. Did I once record? You must have. Because I just remember seeing it, and I I met you. What the fuck? (laughs) And I was like... I go. I, I've seen this. Guy. I know this guy. What the fuck? And then if the it other was sneezing. It was me. But yeah. I don't. I don't remember. I don't. That must have been like my manager going. You got to get any characters? Yeah. yeah. I go. No. We'll just do something from your act. Oh. Yeah. And I'm, right. I'm like, wow. I don't even remember it. Yeah. I remember yours was good. And well, then thanks. The other one they gave me was horrible. <laughs> it was some guy who did. I'm not joking. It was like ten minutes long. And seven minutes of it was him doing this character where he sells bootleg tickets outside the movie theater. Uh, like he's a ticket scalper, but it's nope. like, oh, yeah, I got two tickets over here. Come and get it. Hey. That's what I understand. My reel was not good enough to get me whatever job it was, but yet good enough to, 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 to tell me this is what I need to do. How the fuck did this guy get it? Prince of Pato and Young? Oh, yeah. I think my dog died of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's my answer for everything. I don't know. Are you Are ready you for me? St- you're on stage. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Um, Ricky's going to run up, but we could, uh, what are we at? No, we could uh, keep going. We're probably at like 55. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Do you have somewhere to plug? You got things to plug? Well, let Rick go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll be back. Yeah, we can finish it out. There you go. Ricky always runs away on us. I don't want to watch him anyway. He nobody wants to watch Rick. When when does his hair? Huh? When does his hair? This is this week because uh, I was away for a long time. So. Well, I'm in uh, Tampa at Science Splitters next week. The following week, I'm at the Comedy Spot in uh, Arizona. Nice. Scottsdale. And then I'm at uh, the uh, Tropicana Laugh Factory. Yeah, at, I, at that's Las right. Vegas. I yeah. was just there yesterday. I and saw after picture. that, I'm playing the Comedy Cave in Calgary. Whoa. And then I deposit the checks, and I'm immediately at zero and go right back out again. That's how it works, man. Yeah. Isn't it sad? Paying rent for an apartment for auditions that I can't go to because I'm not at it because I'm on I'm on the road. <laughs> Can you it's do the Skyping? Do you do that at all with the auditions? Yeah, they right? never fucking watch it. I look at the fucking I look at the views, and it's always zero. Oh. And I'm like, you never even watch it. So I do that I, too. I, I thought I was the only psycho sure. that looked at the views, yeah. but I, I, because I did that for friends. I'm like, oh wow, they can Skype their auditions in. That's cool. Yeah. But I don't even get auditions, so I'm in a my- really good producer. Will will look at it. Yeah. Uh, someone with the the very first thing I got was a uh, a booking from New York to L. A. 
by a writer named Steve Korn. Uh, uh-huh. He used to write on Seinfeld and SNL, and he had a pilot. And he watched. He said to me, you know, you know the last person on four tapes, and each tape was three hours long, and you were the very last person. And he hired me off of that. Oh, so wow. So he watched everybody. That's, and that's awesome. You never see that anymore, ever. I do know. I did notice um, the... I mean, it was just casting auditions, but they film them, right. and then they send them in, and I guess they add Skype in if people are on the road or whatever. Right. But uh, for Dice, I was uh, doing some punch-up writing, right. and in the next room, they were watching the videos, and I could hear them laughing hysterically at people or just shitting on people. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, my God, that's frightening to hear. Wow. You know what I mean? Because somebody just wouldn't get the direction or whatever it was. So they would you leave know? and they'd talk shit. No, then it was just in the room, but the walls were thin and I don't think they realized that I could hear and I was I was like that's awful but (laughs) thank god it wasn't my stuff but I didn't know who they were but it was cool to hear like just random guys doing like there's this rabbi scene and there was this one rabbi obviously they cast him uh he was so good and he made them laugh so hard and I was like that that's awesome and he's he killed it on the show but it's just, it's all up in the air. You never know what this shit. The, the, the game's changed. I don't want to take it to a negative place, but the game has changed. Unbelievably uh, changed. It's. Yeah. The, I read it, for five parts this year, and each one went to a black guy. Wow. Yeah. That so, happened to me in the 90s. So the more cops uh, treat black people like shit, the more less work white actors get. That's so true. Yeah. So true. And it, that people, I've heard agents say it's really hard to be a white male right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's I, always I, hard to be a woman, so <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, the white males are only, nowadays, they're always the ones dying in movies. Right now, yeah. Like, no matter what. Like, they're expendable, and nobody cares about it. I always remember snakes on a plane. White guy falls on the floor, and a woman steps on the back of his head with a stiletto heel and just it pierces his skull. And nobody gives a shit. <laughs> they just keep running. Nobody cares about the white guy. I was going to say, I did that in a nightclub. Yeah. I didn't know they did that on that movie. And I think that's why Trump won, because <laughs> because everyone's tired of white guys getting killed. No, I, yeah, no I think reason. you're right. Maybe that's that was Man, the reason they voted is. for Trump. <laughs> I, tend to, I tend to oversimplify. <laughs> That's an amazing oversimplify right there. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for coming. Uh, has it been 55 minutes? Has it been I long? have no idea. It could be. He how long has it been? Ari can hear us. He doesn't. Oh, we should an stop. An hour but... and five minutes, Ari. Well, you can trim out the first five. See, Ari likes to. Uh, oh, that's right. We yeah. have to. We have to do a little editing in the beginning, Ari. Look how angry he is. He has to do it. Yeah. That's why. But you'll hear it. It's fine. Okay. Um, anyway, so t- you plugged all those. Well, what's your social media? Uh, Brian underscore Scalaro on Twitter. All yeah. caps. All caps, which I love yeah. when we get in the comedy store feed. Yeah. I love your name. Always bolts well, up. When I signed, I didn't know. I didn't know how Twitter worked. I hadn't literally know. I, I did start up Twitter two years ago. I'm so far behind. I suck at social media. Insta- so. Instagram, I'm just Brian Scalaro, I guess. I don't know. Type in Brian Scalaro. And you have them. really funny videos on there. I've seen some. only a few. Uh, thank but you. I laugh hysterically because I'm, I'm just a big fan. So thank I you thank much. you so much for coming and doing No, thanks for asking me. The world famous comedy store. And we love you. And Brian love Scalaro. You too, please follow him and follow us around everywhere. I will be here. I'm not sure where Rick will be. But the next two weeks, we're here. Okay. So. I'm here this week. This week you're here? This yeah. weekend? Yeah, nice. Tampa, yeah. All right. And then go see him at Side Twitters, because that's a really fun place. It's a fun, fun club. Yes. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you.